Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuck. We're here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, what are the realistic playoff chances for the Atlanta Falcons? The Hawks' schedule is about to open up, and when a story isn't really a story. We'll talk about all of that next, Hitting Hard with John Chuck here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuck. We're here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. We are brought to you by Bet Online. Head to youtube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button. Be a part of our ever growing communities. We head to 5,000 subscribers. Leave us a comment. We are free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Give us a five star review today. Roku and Amazon Fire. You can check us out on those platforms as well. And, of course, give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. So as we get ready for this final seven-game stretch, and obviously, look, Arthur Smith's been a little bit testy this week talking about the quarterback situation and this and any other. People asking when we're going to see Desmond Ritter and, and all this and any other. He said at four and six, we're right where we want to be. We're right in the mix of everything. And there is some truth to that. But let's take a look. What's the realistic chances of the Falcons being a playoff team? So let's start with where the Falcons are. In the NFC, right now in the playoff standings, they are 10th in the NFC. They have the same record as Green Bay. So Green Bay has the uh, tiebreaker over Atlanta because of strength of victory. So you got to go far down the charts to, to get into all of this as far as tiebreakers and all that good kind of stuff. Falcons sit at number 10. Green Bay has the tiebreaker over the Falcons, and the Falcons have the tiebreaker over Arizona. And they have the Arizona tiebreaker because they have a better win percentage in conference games, right? Ready for all this kind of stuff. So obviously with the expanded playoffs right now, Minnesota, Philadelphia, I should say Philly number one, Minnesota, Seattle, Tampa Bay. That's your four division winners, right? And then you get into your wild cards. The Giants, Cowboys, and 49ers. So when you look at the metrics, this is what the metrics tell you right now, that the Falcons have a 22% chance of being in the playoffs. Metrically, they have less than a 1% chance of being the number one or number two seed. They have a number two, or sorry, they have a 2% chance of being the number three seed, which means that they would have to win the division. And then they have a 15% chance of being the number four seed, which means that they win the division. And then fifth seed would be less than 1%, 1% for the sixth seed, 4% for the seventh seed. So you add it all up, you're at 22%. So look, here's the thing about the Falcons, the good news, okay? Obviously, the Falcons, who have not played well in the division, they're one and three in the division, which is always your first tiebreaker. They would have to beat Tampa Bay outright and then still finish ahead of them to win the division. Buccaneers have a game in hand and they have the tiebreaker over the Falcons. So that makes it difficult. But listen, you play Tampa Bay, you play some bad teams at the end of the season, right? You're going to play Chicago, Pittsburgh, the Commodores. You're going to play the Saints, right? Arizona. We'll talk about that in just a second. But you're going to play enough bad teams that you have a shot. Now, the other problem, though, is Tampa Bay is going to play a lot of those teams as well. When you look at Tampa Bay's schedule, 
They've got the Browns who are in free fall mode right now. Saints are not good. They got to go to San Francisco. Okay. They get the bungles at home. They go to Arizona, but then they get Carolina and the Falcons to end the season. So they've got some games that they absolutely can win. And look, They've already played Baltimore, right? They've already played Pittsburgh. Some of those teams that the Falcons have to play yet on their schedule. So there are a few common opponents, but, you know, obviously the head-to-head matchup, a big thing there. Now, the other part of this, too, is when you look at the Falcons, they get to play Arizona and they get to play the Commodores. I know they're the Commanders, but I call them the Commodores. They get to play Washington as well. So they do have Washington and Arizona on their schedule that if you're trying to separate from Arizona or move up to try to catch Washington, you've at least got them on your schedule. The problem is, is that you're talking about the Falcons over this final seven games, having to go four and three, five and two. Now, right now, do the Falcons look like a team that's ready to run off four out of seven, five out of seven? I don't think so. And especially, let's say they drop another game or two and that playoff picture starts to really get behind, right? You start to get behind the sticks on your playoff chances, okay? And then if you go to Ritter, okay, the idea of all of a sudden rattling off a lot of wins in a row when you're throwing a rookie quarterback in late in the season probably doesn't add up very well. So I would tell you that 22%, that probably sounds about right. Um, I think there's a better chance of winning the division than there is of getting one of the wild card spots because you're talking about having to jump, you know, listen, Just to get to the seventh spot, you have to jump two teams and you have to hope that Dallas or Frisco or the Giants, that some of those teams go by the wayside. Well, the Cowboys are six and three, so they're a couple of games ahead of you. Giants are seven and two. They're three games uh, ahead of you in the win column. And then you've beaten the 49ers, but they're a game ahead of you. And they could be a division champion when all is said and done. So, look, we came into this year hoping for growth hoping that the Falcons could do some things. I said that the Falcons would be a six-win team at the end of the year. I nailed it last year. I said seven wins. Thought they'd be six wins this year. Where are they pacing right now? I think they're probably about a seven-win team when all is said and done. I think you're probably looking at about seven and ten, same thing that you had last year. I don't think the Falcons are a team with it going to be the winning record. You're four and six right now, and we talked about this yesterday. Could you beat the Bears who have lost three in a row? Yep. Could you lose to the Bears? Yep. Could you beat Pittsburgh, Washington, the Saints? Yep. Could you lose? Yep. Every game for the Falcons right now is just week by week by week by week. You literally have to take it one week at a time. It's way too hard to project what this team can do over a three, four, five, seven game stretch. But I'll ask you, does this team look like a team that's ready to go four and three, five and two down the stretch? And you've got Arizona, you've got the Buccaneers, you've got the Baltimore Ravens, and you have, listen, Washington just beat the best team in the NFL last night. And we've seen Taylor Heineke before. We saw him, what, last year, the year before, you know, he hucked it all around on us. So this team is such a no guarantees organization right now that the idea of, because you're going to have to be at or above 500 to get yourself in the playoffs. Like, I don't think 7-10 and 10 is not going to get you a playoff spot. Again, look at the teams right now. The final playoff spot is held by San Francisco. They're a game above 500. So you're still going to have to be probably 9-8 and eight 
to get yourself in the playoff picture. Well, for the Falcons, that means going five and two down the stretch. Do they look like a team that's ready to go five and two down the stretch? Whether Mariota's the quarterback, whether they go bring Matt Ryan back, or whether they go play Desmond Ritter, do they look like they're ready to be a five and two team? I don't think so. Uh, it's too many questions on defense. Still a lot of issues there. Still struggling with what their offensive identity is. Yes, they run the football so well, but they're not a very balanced offense by any stretch of the imagination. So do I think the Falcons will be a playoff team? No, I don't expect them to be a playoff team. I expect them to be probably in that six to seven win window like I figured that they would. And if that's the case, okay. I, again, they're not one of the worst teams in the NFL. They're probably not one of the better teams. Well, not probably. They're not one of the better teams in the NFL. But they're sort of in that middle. And just because of the, the, the league and the conference and everything has been bad doesn't mean that the Falcons can easily take advantage of that. They are the ultimate one week at a time. We'll know a lot about on Sunday. Because if they lose to the Bears on their home field, I can see this thing starting to go sideways. I can see this thing starting to trend in a very negative direction. So, but this could be very much a swing game on Sunday. I want to talk about my friends over at BetOnline. Listen, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports wagering information. You want to get in on NFL action? You had a big game last night. Listen, Washington was an 11-point underdog and won outright in that game. Did you get in on all that? You probably made some money if you did. We got college basketball season that is now cranked up and official. In fact, Duke and Kansas is going to play tonight right before they do the uh, college football playoff. Speaking of which, college football playoff, we're headed down to the final couple of weeks, and then we're going to get into bowl game season. Whatever it is you want to get in on, BetOnline and BetOnline.net, it has all of your action available to you. So it's very simple. Take that mobile device, right? Easy as could be. Put on your mobile device, BetOnline.net. Check out all of the news and information, stats, scores, podcast news and information. And you can get in on all of the wagering action at BetOnline.net. So take your mobile device, head to BetOnline.net today, get in on all of the action that's available to you. BetOnline.net is where the action starts. So last night, good win for the Atlanta Hawks, right? Um, and by the way, I want to mention, make uh, Locked On Sports today your second listen every day as the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day is available to you. You can check out Locked On Sports today on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast from. So good win last night against the Milwaukee Bucks, who are what? They're 2-1 and one now against the Bucks this season. So Hawks off to a really good start. But this is what's interesting, okay? Starting in a week from tomorrow night. So you've got Boston tomorrow night. You've got Toronto on Saturday, Monday in Cleveland. But then starting next Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, start looking at the Hawks' schedule between then and the end of the year, literally to December 30th. Look at the teams that they're going to play. The Sacramento Queens, Houston, Miami, Philly, Orlando, Denver, Oklahoma City, the Knicks, Brooklyn, Bulls, Memphis, Charlotte, Detroit, Indiana, and then they'll play Brooklyn and the L.A. Lakers in State Farm Arena before they get out west and go play Golden State, the Lakers, Sacramento, the Clippers, and all that. So if you start from next Wednesday until the end of the year in that 19-game stretch, as it stands right now, and this could change, the Hawks will only play two teams that are currently 
above 500. Two. Only two teams that are currently above 500. Everybody else is at or below 500. And think about some of the dregs of the universe that they're going to see, right? The Pistons again, Charlotte, Orlando, all these just vagabond organizations. So if there was a chance to really start to, you know, and the Hawks sit right now third in the Eastern Conference, if there is a chance to really make some hay and really start to open some things up for the Atlanta Hawks, it's starting the day before Thanksgiving next Wednesday and rolling until the end of the year before they got to go back on the road and get out on the West Coast and start to see some of those teams. This 19-game stretch where the Hawks can make a lot of hay could be a defining moment for what the season is going to be. You know, the Hawks have had a pretty good schedule. They started off with a bunch of vagabonds, right? The Rockets, Charlotte, Orlando, the Pistons, right? And now you've mixed in some good teams. You're mixing in Toronto, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, right? You're mixing in some of the better teams around the NBA. But this stretch, when you look and look at some of the records of some of these teams right now, Detroit's 3-12, and 12, uh, Charlotte's 4-11, and 11, Orlando's 4-10, and 10, the Nets are a mess at 6-8. and eight. Who knows what they'll look like, um, you know, as we get toward the end of the year. Chicago is six and eight on the season. The Knicks, of course, six and seven, and we beat them up in Madison Square Garden. Hawks are going to go play them again up in Madison Square Garden. There is a lot of opportunity ahead for this Hawks team. And we talked about, you know, how do you get to three, four seed and all that? Sometimes the schedule has to help you out, right? Sometimes you have to get in a schedule period where you play a bunch of bad teams and you get hot and you get on a roll. And the fact that they've, look, they've split a couple of games with Philadelphia here recently, right? They're two and one on the season against Milwaukee. So they've held their own against teams that are expected to be at the top of the Eastern Conference, right? I mean, again, I still think the Milwaukee Bucks are, you know, when healthy, I still think the Bucks are the favorites to win along with Golden State the two teams most likely to win the NBA championship. So holding your own against the Bucs is important. But where you really make your hay when you start talking about how am I going to get to 50, 55 wins and those kinds of numbers, right? And dare I say, I don't want to say 60 wins like we had, you know, in 2014, but how do you get to 48, 50, 55 wins? Well, you got to beat the daylights out of the Charlottes and the Orlandos and the Detroits and, you know, all those bum teams that that are out there. And I don't expect any of those teams to suddenly, you know, get themselves on a hot streak and all of a sudden merge the way up to the top of the Eastern Conference. And you are going to play, you know, Indiana 6-6. Six and six, But with all due respect, if you're in Indiana, you know, Miami 7-7, seven and seven, they had a big win last night, but they've been up and down. They're not, they're not the same team that they were last year. They haven't been off to the great start, and they certainly don't look like the best team in the Eastern Conference this year like they were last year, or at least the number one seed out of all of it. So starting next Wednesday, you get through this stretch where you've got the Celtics and the Cavs and you have some pretty good teams out there. This schedule really opens up and going, and not just for three, four, five games, you're talking about from Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve. You're basically talking about the after, after uh, starting on Wednesday, 
You're talking about after Thanksgiving, all the way until the end of the calendar year. 19 games, by the way, in total. If the Hawks can find a way to pull off a, I don't know, 14 and five stretch over that period, maybe a you know a 13 and six stretch over all of that, Hawks will find themselves sitting pretty. And then you start, look, then you start getting into the West Coast. Clippers, Golden State, right? Lakers, you start you start getting into some of that routine, right, for the Atlanta Hawks. And then you start, you know, adding in as you get through all of that. You know, you're going to play teams like Washington, who's been pretty good this year. You know, you'll get the Cavs and the Knicks and everybody at home, you know, as you get into February and things like that. Then you've also got road trips at Portland, Phoenix, Utah, Denver. So you got a real tough stretch coming up when you get through the end of this calendar year. But this is the time coming up for the Atlanta Hawks and good to see them pick up a win last night. This is the time where you got to make some hate. You got to protect home court advantage. You have to beat up on the bad teams. And that's one of the things that the Hawks struggled last year, right? They lost to Houston on their home floor. They struggled at times with Detroit, right? They struggled at times with Charlotte during the regular season. Now you have to make up all those. You want to be a top three, four seed in the Eastern conference. This is the stretch where you start to flex your muscle a little bit. And look, good win last night. DeAndre Hunter, what did we talk about? He actually hit a couple threes last night. But what was he? He was 10 for 10 from the free throw line last night. What did we say? Get to the basket. Go hit free throws. 10 for 10. He scored almost half his points from the free throw line last night. And as you figure Trey Young will start to round into shape in his shooting, you continue to get a lot of good play out of Clint Capella, right? Collins and, you know, DeAndre Hunter is the leader of this team in my mind. I mean, he's the guy that really kind of moves the needle, especially on defense with this team right now. This is a chance for the Hawks to really make some hay and get themselves in a good position as you wrap up 2022 and you head into 2023. 19 games with only two teams above 500. I'll take that stretch every time. I want to talk about my friends over at Built Bar. Listen, have you been to Built.com recently? We've talked before about the uh, uh, the protein-infused marshmallow puffs available to you there, right? Great snack. Everybody's looking for Low carb, low sugar, low calorie, but high protein, right? Built.com has got everything that you need. So here's what I want you to do. Head to Built.com today. Check out the wide menu that they have, all the different products available to you. Check out all the different flavors of protein bars. Check out the marshmallow puffs, especially. You want some with a little bit of different taste and texture? That's what the marshmallow puffs provide. But you get all the protein and the low sugar, low carb, low calorie that you're looking for. So head to Built.com today. Check out the wide menu of products. Get together your order. And when you do, put the promo code LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, the number one, the number five, LOCKEDON15. Put that promo code in today, and you get 15% off your order simply by using the promo code LOCKEDON15 at checkout. Check out all the different flavors. They're always coming up with a new flavor of the month. Head to built.com today. Save yourself 15% off that order by putting in locked on 15. Built.com is the place to go. When is a story not a story? So I saw this like running wild on my Twitter timeline this morning. Well, Ken Rosenthal confirms that the Braves aren't going to trade Ronald Acuna Jr. Huh? As my friend Hugh Douglas says, what? 
Was there talk that they were going to trade Ronald Acuna Jr.? Did I miss something? Okay, let's let's say this first and foremost. Okay, do I think that Alex Anthopoulos has fielded offers from other teams about Ronald Acuna? Do I think that whatever the Toronto Blue Jays general manager rang up Alex, ringy dingy, ringy dingy, ringy dingy? Yeah, hey, this is the Blue Jays GM. Listen, I'm interested in Ronald Acuna. Here's the package, and I'm going. Do I think that those kinds of phone calls have happened? Yes, they happen every day. Do I think that Alex Anthopoulos has talked to other GMs? And and it's not been um, Mr. Anthopoulos. The Blue Jays GM is on the phone. Click. No, I think he's taken those calls because he wouldn't be doing his job as a GM if he doesn't listen to phone calls. What what, what if? What if he gets a phone call that says, yeah, uh, this is the California Angels. Yeah, we want to trade Otani and Mike Trout for Ronald Acuna Jr. You don't listen to that phone call? Of course you do. His job is to make your team better tomorrow than it was today. So I got no issue with listening to the phone call. But what's the realistic? What What's reality? Is there any reality to the idea of trading Ronald Acuna Jr. or one of their young assets? No. And I saw something on MLB Network the other day, a clip that's floating around where the guy's like, well, you know, harumph, harumph. If, if Dansby Swanson gets a higher AAV than Ronald Acuna, he's going to be mad and he's going to want out of Atlanta. Huh? Where are you getting that? What do these blue checkmark media people get their information from? What is it? You buy it. You buy a case of Cracker Jacks and you open up all the boxes and hope you find a piece of information or a golden nugget. Again, everybody on the team has a higher AAV than Ronnie. Ronnie's a $15 million player, by the way, if you haven't looked on the cap this year, everybody's had a higher AAV. Olsen's got a higher AAV. Riley's got a higher AAV. Max Fried's about to have a higher AAV when he signs a contract. Everybody's got a higher AAV than what Ronald Acuna Jr. has because he signed it years ago and the contract is more backloaded. Everybody's got a higher AAV than what he has. Charlie Morton's got, Charlie Morton's on one year and got a higher AAV than what Ronnie does. So again, that argument from the blue check is stupid. Just call it what it is. It's a stupid argument. Now, again, do I think Alex Anthopoulos has fielded phone calls? Of course. As a GM, you listen. But this isn't fantasy league. This is about what the guy is, what he means, and this, any other. And I think that there are probably GMs around baseball that think that, well, you know, Ronnie didn't have a good year and all this, any other, and maybe he's available and they struggle. No, he's coming off major surgery. He, he, he didn't have the kind of year that we hoped. But you see, go look at the record when he plays. He's kind of one of the heart and soul players of this organization. He's arguably one of the one, two, three best young players in all of Major League Baseball. Yeah, if you come up with a package that completely blows you out of the water, again, Trout and Otani, right, and throw in somebody else, yeah, then you probably have a realistic conversation about what do we do with Ronald. But short of those kinds of conversations, you listen, you you do, you, again, you have these conversations all the time. You don't think that he's fielded conversations about Olsen, Ozzy. Um, you don't think he fielded a whole bunch of conversations about Dansby Swanson 
throughout the year? You don't think come the trade deadline with no contract in place, you don't think he got 100 calls about Dansby Swanson and what his availability is? Of course. That's sports. But this idea that Ken Rosenthal is breaking news because he's got a blue check mark that he didn't have to pay for, that, well, the Braves have said they're not going to Yeah, we all knew that. Why don't you call me? Pick up the phone, ringy-dingy, ringy-dingy, Chuckery. Hey, what's up? They trade Ronnie? No. Okay, let me run with it. And you got your blue check, and you still got your blue check mark for it. You don't lose it. These things become these things are getting ridiculous about what is a story and what's not a story, right? Oh, well, Ken Rosenthal confirmed it. it must be true. Oh, okay. Well, guess what? I could have confirmed it two weeks ahead of uh, two weeks before that, and it had been just as accurate. And I don't have the blue check mark and all that good kind of stuff that Ken Rosenthal does and his sources. These things become ridiculous. It's fodder. Are the the Braves are in their World Series window, right? The Braves are in. The reason that they're signing everybody is because they're in win-now World Series mode. Why would they sign a bunch of guys to start blowing it up and changing things around? You leave a gaping wound in your lineup with your leadoff hitter and your defense in your outfield and an outfield position where they already don't have a left fielder. It would make no sense, again, unless you tell me Trout and Otani are both coming over here, would make no sense to move on from him. For what? Prospects? No. So thank God for Ken Rosenthal that we can put the rumors to rest about trading Ronald Acuna. Sorry, I, again, maybe I need a blue check mark to make it more official. But hell, I could have told you all of this was none of this stuff was going to happen out there. It's just ridiculous what becomes a story and what doesn't become a story. All right, but thank you so much for making Hit and Hard with John Chuck your first listen every day. Don't forget, make Locked On Sports today your second listen. The biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Locked On Sports is, of course, available for free on our YouTube pages, on Odyssey, Spotify. Check it out on all of our favorite platforms. Don't forget, you can head to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button. We're almost at 5,000 subscribers. Be a part of our community. Leave us a comment about what we talk about. We are also free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Odyssey. Check us out for free and leave us a five-star review. Roku and Amazon Fire, free and available there as well. Check us out on all of those platforms. Then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Back with you for a hump day edition tomorrow. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuck, locked on Sports Atlanta.